Alphabet Fly and Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is G.S.C. Cooper, and with me today is Laura. Hi. So, are you ready to get up to some mischief? I almost always am. Are you sprightly? I consider myself so, yes. Okay, well, we're going to talk about Sprite! Yay! The drink? And not the not the drink. Oh. Uh, it's spelled the same, but not the, not the drink. So, who do you think Sprite is? Uh, I'm going to guess they are somewhat imp-like. Uh, you mentioned mischief, so they're probably like some sort of troublemaker character. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, what form are, do they take? Like, what do they look like? A small fairy-like creature? <laughs> No idea. Look, it's a tiny little boy. Ooh. Yeah, describe. Okay, so he's sort of a... He looks sort of like a young boy in a green uh, suit with yellow stripes and yellow underwear and gloves and feet. He's got yeah. kind of reddish hair. Yeah, just a Pale. little little redhead. Yep. Looks like he might be a little shit. A as small well, ginger so. boy. Small ginger boy. His name is Sprite as well. They, they don't get real creative with their names. I know you said um, it's not the drink, but he is in green and, ye- and yellow and <laughs> kind of looks lemon limey. <laughs> he's, he's the uh, Sprite mascot. The, the trickster who switches your soda out with Sprite and you realize that's not a prank. That's helpful because <laughs> Sprite. This isn't a good prank. <laughs> This is a bad prank. You gave me something that is mildly less sweet than the thing I was going to drink. <laughs> I don't... Okay, so... for Did you ever... I don't know if, like, your parents ever did this, but did they ever, like, get you, like, give you, like, Sprite or something? For, like, whenever you had, like, a stomach ache and you're, like, you're, like a kid? Um, so you- they gave me ginger ale because my mom said that uh, the ginger in it helps calm your stomach, but it had to be flat, <laughs> so it wasn't carbonated. I have a real good feeling that it's like a wives' tale. Oh, ginger does soothe your stomach, but I don't know if ginger ale of it has enough of it. I think it's mostly just flavor. Because, like, because, like, whenever I, we would have like bad stomach aches, we would have we'd either have a uh, Sprite or or, or uh, a Kentucky Kentucky favorite L eight one. Yeah, the Sprite is almost definitely a wives' tale. Yeah, but, ginger I tea mean, does soothe your stomach, but. Well, I like the carbonation. I don't know. I thought it was something about the carbonation. Like it was like kind of drinking like uh like something carbonated helps. But I don't I think that's a wife's tale as yeah. well. But yeah, um so he is an eternal. I already am real super prejudiced against him. Remind don't me like him. Can you refresh me on what Eternals are? Because there's so many like groups within the Marvel universe. So they're basically um they were created by the Celestials. To be like godlike beings, um, think the Inhumans, but instead of uh, Kree, they were celestial created, and uh, they pretty much have cap lowercase p powers, so they can do pretty much anything. They tend to specialize in one thing, but like they're immortal. They, you know, you can't kill them unless you atomize them. They can teleport. They can rearrange stuff. Manek- uh, rearrange atoms and you know he's just hmm. 
they're kind of boring. They're boring because like, it's hard for me to explain why I don't like them so much, but like they, they just, they have everything and everything that they deal with is on such a large scale. I don't relate to anything. And the sad thing is, is that they were created by Jack Kirby. And you can tell that it's something that he wanted to do since the 40s, because a lot of these characters showed up in the 40s, mm-hmm. and he didn't get a chance to write them until, like, a story about them until after he came back to Marvel hmm. in the 80s. Well, yeah. actually, 70, no, 70s, late 70s. And it's just, it's the same thing I feel about, like, Fourth World and DC, you know, like the dark side, grainy goodness, and, yep. you know, Miracle Man and stuff like that. I, they're just, there's something about them. They're doing too large scale of a stuff of things. And they seem animatic, but like not in an intriguing way, in a way that I'm just like, cool, then I don't care anymore. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I, I mean, I think people would disagree with me. I just don't like internals that much just because they, they're just, they just too, too big of things. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. Also, I don't like characters that are, that, that just have all the powers most of the time. Like that. Well, let me let me rephrase rephrase that. <laughs> I don't like characters who have all the powers and don't use them in an interesting way. Yeah, that's what I should say. Because my favorite character is Franklin Richards, who ha- is, has all the powers. Like literally has <laughs> all the powers. But he is a very sweet boy, who is yeah. very protective and becomes best friends with Galactus. So. So we're going to talk about Sprite now. Mm-mm, Sprite. Fizzy goodness. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he... So little is known about the past of Sprite. He's a member of Eternal. The Eternals. The offshoot of... Huma- uh, evolutionary offshoot of in- humanity. Uh, his exact chronological age has not been revealed... But it is known that William Shakespeare... Shakespeare based the character of Puck... In his play, Mid Numbers, uh, a Midsummer's Night Dream on Sprite. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Sprite appears to be a young boy, despite his great age, and due to, in, because he chose to basically. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. It kind of depends on like your mental age, because if you're older than any human is ever going to be, like. Is he mentally and emotionally a child or like a, a young teen, or is he like a, mentally an adult but like decides he wants to look like a kid? I don't know enough about him to really say, because like even after he has his original run in the Internals comic, he was not in a lot. Hmm. He's he's very rarely used in recent years. At the time, most internals were off Earth and more and merged to form the Unimind, the Deviants, which is another offshoot of humanity, which are basically um, they don't have like a genetic line per se. So each time uh, uh, a deviant baby is made, it's wildly different. Hmm. So, like, if you had like a green person with horns and a purple person with wings. You wouldn't have like a green and purple striped horned winged baby, right? Their baby might be yellow and have a tail. So the so the Celestials had like a ship that orbited Earth. When he learned of of the 
defense action, Sprite stayed behind in Olympia. Oh, I forgot to say when he showed up again. I don't know why I keep on skipping over it. Okay, sorry. Um, He showed up in the internals issue number nine in March 1977. The Killing Machine. No, but it has, but it has Carcass, who is basically just like a big red dude with metal legs. And he's like kind of attacking. It's like, he can't be controlled. He can't be stopped. He's the killing machine. Ooh. He stayed up behind in uh, Olympia and sought out the forgotten one who was exiled to a neglected neglected, uh, section of Olympia. And then he persuaded the forgotten one to go in outer space to beat up the deviants. Hmm. And he used his power to provide the forgotten one with a protected armored suit and a spaceship. And, uh, he remained behind when most of the internals left on Earth, and, uh, he did not help them when the, uh, deviant priest lord Grar was, like, you know, fighting them. Does it say why he didn't help them? No, perhaps he was not asked. Fair. That's, that's what they say. I don't know, that's it. There's nothing. There's nothing to this character. He's 5'1", weighs 140, has light blue eyes and blondest, uh, reddish blonde hair. Um, he can lift about 5 tons without, without employing like his powers to levitate, because he can levitate whatever he wants. So that's without his powers. That's without his powers. And also, he has ca- lowercase p power, so think of a power. He can do it. Hmm. Yep. That's Sprite. What do you think about him? He kind of seems like a knockoff. Uh, not Peter Pan exactly, but like kind of that archetypal. Well, imp, Sprite, whatever. Well, supposedly, he was the basis of the first archetypal sprite that everyone thinks about right so that kind of makes sense pixie so yeah and like part of me thinks he might be a perv i don't know why yeah but whenever you're that old and you decide to be be a young boy and have everyone like pretty much see you as a young boy i have a feeling you're a perv somehow i don't know why yeah i don't trust him i would probably choose to be like a not a child but like a like a teenager is a little bit different. Yeah. Or like or like really young 20s. Like I like would, 21? Well, I'm like 24 right now. So well, I I think I think if I were if I were to forever be one age, I'd be like 25. I don't know. If I was like if I was going to spend my immortal life playing pranks on people and stuff, I kind of want to be 11 again. Yeah, he can kind of control it how he looks though. That's the thing. Yeah. He just chooses to always look like that. I don't trust him. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts? I don't dislike him, but like nothing about him seems unique enough that it sort of pings my interest either. Yeah. That, well, it, it, that's like with all the internals. Like, that he, seems he kind of a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Like, like I feel like you could have done something more, but like he doesn't really do much either. Like he shows up. Um, including reprints, he shows up in 48 issues, 
and the wiki that I use that will put down every minute detail about a character doesn't have much on him. Hmm. And by much, I mean they only have what he appears in. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, you know, he only showed up in three issues of The Internals, the book he, you know, debuted in. So, overall, not a bad concept, but you'd have to do something pretty interesting with the story. And Neil Gaiman couldn't even make him interesting. Okay, that's a sign of. Neil Gaiman couldn't make the internals interesting. Hmm. Yeah, he wrote he wrote the the like the third volume of the internals, and like, like, guess guess who aren't used that often still? The internals. Are like, you saying? Sorry, I'm. Are you saying Eternals or internals? Eternals. Okay. Yeah, Eternals. Yeah, but like, yeah, like there was a seven issue run. That Neil Gaiman wrote in 2000, 2006 to 2007. It was an attempt to bring them back into the Marvel Universe. That didn't go. Keyword attempt. Hmm. And uh, the last time they showed up, all of them were dead. Because Ooh. Jason Aaron decided, hey, I'm going to bring them back because the because like there's a the Celestials are coming back to Earth. Because of uh, another Celestial, and they're all dying. Do you have any plugs? Yes. Uh, I do a show called Pitch Me Something with my co-host Sean, where we talk about uh, the movies, TV shows, comics we would like to make if we had unlimited free time and non-life stuff like jobs to do. Um, <laughs> uh, you should check us out. Uh, you can find us on iTunes or Google Play under the name Pitch Me Something, or we have a website, uh, com. Uh, we also have a Twitter, which is at zero plausibility. That's zero the number, not the word. Because I didn't pick our Twitter handle. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you should come talk to us. We're fun and we talk about a lot of nerdy stuff. So my name is Jesse. My pod- I have another podcast called Creepy Critters. I also have a little cryptid cat. He has four thumbs and his name's Dexter. And if you want to see pictures of him being cute. Or- Pretty cute. Or being real needy, <laughs> because he wants to be fed, like, five hours before I feed him every day. <laughs> can um, confirm? Pretty cute. Yeah. Also, I can confirm he is very annoying when he wants food at that very moment. Yeah, so uh, if you want to see pictures of him, you can go to my Instagram, at Marvelous Mooch. Or, uh, you know, while you're there, you can also go to uh, the Alpha Flight Instagram, which is Alpha Flight. Uh, where you can see pictures of the people we're talking about. Um, you can also see see them on the Twitter at, at Alphabet Flight and the uh, Facebook group HodgePod group, which I have links in the description for. If and if you're in the description, you might as well click on the Patreon link, where if I get $25 a month, I will do an extra episode a week where I talk about the pets of Marvel. We might talk about one of the cats. Uh, one of the cats I almost named my cat after, which which is Speedball's cat, Hairball, or Neil's. He's also a ginger cat, is, but he wasn't. But he's not filled with rage like my cat is. Uh, Dexter, your actual cat is named after a DC cat. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My favorite DC character, Dexter. 
the the thing filled with most rage on earth. <laughs> Although he does have a really sad, really sad origin story. Um basically basically his uh he had a he had a human who was murdered and uh the murderers were going to throw the cat off the bridge in a in a bag. And he got Green Lantern, not Green Lantern. He got a Red Lantern ring and then uh, fucking murdered those guys. (laughs) And now he is atrocious, this cat, who they're always together, and he plays with them a lot. Aww. I know, it's real cute. It's happy ending. It's a cat that can puke up like rage blood and melt things. But he also has a, he also has an owner. Who's like real good? He's not like a human. Yeah. So you want to hear me talk about pets and be like, they're such a good boy because so many of them are good boys. <laughs> and um, check that out. Then check that out. Uh, besides that, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Good night. <laughs>